0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Southern Magic Podcast. My name is Caitlin. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you are new here, if you're listening to us on iTunes, please make sure that you're subscribed and if you're listening to us on SoundCloud, please make sure that you are following us. That way you won't ever miss when we upload a new episode because today we're starting a new series and um, you're going to want to be subscribed for it. (laughs) Um, So I'm actually by myself today. I'm doing the episode by myself. Um, Glenn is actually downstairs sick right now. Uh, he had some sort of cold or something. Um, and apparently it has caused him to lose his voice. So I I am doing today's episode all by my lonesome, uh, which is perfectly fine because he needs to rest. Like he has been sick, sick, sick. So I just, I want him to take a nap and just kind of chill out. So, um, I'm starting off our new series by myself, but again, that's totally cool. Um, I'm actually starting today's series, let me tell you a little bit about it before I kind of get into it. But um, I really wanted to do a series all about Disney's resort hotels, because there are so many resorts that we have not stayed at. And they are resorts that I am so interested in staying at. And I really like, I, I, I have to do research. For these episodes because if it's a hotel that we have it stay at I can't really give you like a full rundown of how the resort is or what it looks like or the vibe or anything like that so I'm really doing a lot of research on these resorts at, you know like trying to get a room count and like what the theme is how big the rooms are what each room you know includes things like that so it's really a learning experience for us as well as it is for you guys um, because if you're looking for a specific resort hotel you can, I guess, come to the series. I mean, I hope that you would come to this series and listen to, you know, what we have to say about it. Um, and if it's somewhere you've never stayed before, I hope that it makes you want to stay there because a lot of the resorts that I'm looking up are like I'm like trying to plan a trip just so we can go stay at the resort for a few days, um, just to see what it's like. And we're actually going to be in Disney for a full week, the week of May 17th through the 24th. So we will be doing podcasts records from there. Uh, um, Podcast records, we'll be recording podcasts from there. And we'll also be posting um, all kinds of stuff over on our Instagram at the Southern Magic. So make sure you're following over following us over there as well. Wow, I'm tripping over my words. Can I not speak today? But anyway, I wanted this series to focus on one resort per episode. Um, because if I tried to do every single resort or my top five resorts or anything like that, it would just drag on for an hour. And I really want these... You know, episodes to be kind of short and informational, um, but also entertaining because hello, I'm funny. Um, (laughs) But um, yeah, so I'm going to jump in today with Pop Century. And I'm starting with Pop Century because I wanted to start, first of all, with the value resorts and work our way up through moderate and then deluxe. But I'm starting off with Pop Century mainly because it is mine and Glenn's favorite resort hotel. We have stayed at this resort more times than I can count. It is our favorite resort to stay at. And I will tell you, it is a very popular resort because it's Disney's largest or next largest resort. Um, because it has over 2,600 rooms, like it's, I'm sorry, 2,800 rooms, it has over 2,800 rooms. So it's a fairly big resort, and it connects to Art of Animation. And um, it is in their value category, which means it's more cost effective for large families, if they're going, you know, and staying for a whole week, um, instead of paying, you know, five or $600 a night for a deluxe resort hotel room. They're choosing to stay, like, at Pop Century, which runs anywhere between $150 to $220 per night, depending on what time of year you go or what kind of promotion they have. So um, there have been times where Glenn and I have not been able to stay at Pop Century for that reason, and usually it's because they have, like, the free dining offer or it's a discounted room offer, things like that. So there have been times where the hotel is, like, completely booked, and that kind of freaks us out when it's like that, because we know that it's going to be a busy time to go to Disney, but we love it so much we go anyway. <laughs> but um <laughs> this resort is definitely by far our favorite. And it's got I don't know if it's the nostalgia of it, because it's things that we recognize and things that we enjoy. Or if it's just like, I don't, I don't know why it holds a special place in our hearts. Um, yeah, you know what I do actually, um, it's where we went on our honeymoon. So going back, you know, to like our honeymoon, like days, I guess is super, super nostalgic for us. And we love it so, 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 so much. So I'm going to go ahead and get into this because I feel like I'm just kind of babbling on and on and on about pop century just in general. Um, but pop century is long been called the time capsule of Disney, because it centers around rooms from five different decades, the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. So each area of the resort um, is separated into buildings. So you'll have the 50s area, the 60s, the 70s, 80s, and 90s, of course. Um, But each section really brings out like the most popular icons from that decade. So like when you're in the 90s, you see beepers, you see cell phones, you see computers, you see, you know, all things like that. And when you're in like the 50s, you see like the poodle skirts and bowling pins and things like that. And it's just like, it's just, it's amazing. To me, it's just so nostalgic because you can really walk around the resort and really get a feel for what each decade was like and it everywhere you go, there's like a little running trail that goes around the whole resort. And everywhere you go, like you could walk the whole resort. And there are tons of little informational facts along the running trail. And Glenn and I, two years ago, when we went, we were there for like a week and a half. And one of our off days was actually spent walking around the resort on that running trail. And we just read the facts and like, looked at the stuff that was there because yeah, we had stayed there before, but we had never actually like walked the resort and really like seen the resort. Like we'd seen the resort in the way that you walk, you know, through the lobby to get to your room. But we had not like seen the resort. We hadn't walked the grounds and like found the playground or we hadn't walked and seen the other pools, things like that. So we really spent time and did that. Um, And I will say because it is a a value resort, your amenities are a little bit more limited. Um, like you're not going to have a sit down restaurant, you're not going to have like, deluxe features, things like that. But Pop Century did just recently undergo a refurbishment. So that is pretty awesome. The new rooms are beautiful. There's no more carpet in the rooms. It's all hardwood floors. There's new like beds and well I I mean beds mattresses the decor has changed a little bit and it's just it's an amazing upgrade and Disney did it so well and it just it totally fits the resort um but back to the (laughs) actual resort I feel like I keep getting off on like these like things because I just I love this resort so much but um Pop Century has 2,800 rooms a little over 2,800 rooms um and they are like I said all you know, in each decade. So you'll have, you know, buildings of the decades. Um, There is Hourglass Lake that separates um, Pop Century from Art of Animation. Um, And when you get there, you will check in at Classic Hall. That is also where your Everything Pop store is going to be. That's basically where you will Get your merchandise, like your shop stuff, and also where you get your food um, and where you check in. And when you first walk in um, to the resort to check in, if you come in through their main lobby entrance, um, there is a kids area off to the right where if mom and dad are checking in. Um, or if you're just a big kid and you want to sit down and watch some classic Disney movies, you can go right ahead and do that. Um, but there are couches and chairs and stuff for a kid and like activities for kids, and then check-in and concierge and everything on the left-hand side. Um, and one thing that has recently changed. Um, that I noticed the last time we were there. And it's probably it may have been in effect for a while. And I just hadn't noticed it. Um, this last time that we went, we were not able to do online check in. Um, I had waited too late <laughs> to do online check in, which is a shocker. Uh, as a Disney veteran, you should know you do your online check in. Um, but I had forgotten about it. And so when we got there, I immediately, you know, went to the front desk and instead of waiting in line, someone from behind the front desk came out with an iPad and met me. And she checked me in and like walked back to the back for another second and grabbed a piece of paper and like wrote my room number down, circled it on the map and sent me on my way. And that was the fastest check-in process I've ever had at any Disney Resort hotel. Because usually when you go up to the front desk, you have to wait in line and then you stand at the front desk and it was just, it was amazing. And I don't know if this has been implemented in all Disney Resorts, but I know at Pop Century for sure that it was there, but it was just great. Like it was so convenient to just walk up and have somebody with an iPad ready to greet you like, Hi, what's your last name? What's your reservation number? Here you go. Okay, well, here's your stuff. Goodbye. Here's your room number to And then they just send you on your way. So that was super cool. Um, but when when you're in the main lobby, When you get to the end of the checkout area, if you turn to your right, there is an arcade and the double doors that lead out to, and also some restrooms, Uh, and there's a double door that will lead out to the main pool area, and then there is also, if you turn to your left, that leads out to the bus stops, Uh, but if you continue on straight forward, you will see everything pop, and everything pop, again, is the merchandise location, so you can shop for pop merchandise pop merchandise pop century uh, themed merchandise and they also have like basic Disney souvenirs Um, and one thing that I discovered the last time that we went which was a couple of months ago we were only there for like three or four days but there was a plushie that I wanted for our niece and I saw it in Magic Kingdom on Main Street uh, in the Emporium and I was like oh my gosh I need that Minnie Mouse plush like it was super cute it was pink of course I was like, I need to bring that back for our niece. So I waited on it and I got back to the hotel. And that night when we were coming into the Everything Pop store from the bus stop, because there is a door that leads out right there to the bus stop in Everything Pop. uh, We came in through that door to pick up a package that we had had delivered back to the resort. And the plush was actually in the resort. So instead of me buying it when I saw it and carrying it around all day or back, you know, on the bus or whatever, I was just able to buy it right there in my resort. And I also like kind of took like stock of the things that they had and checked back on Main Street for those as well. And most of the basic branded merchandise like Walt Disney World merchandise with the year on it or anything like that was at my resort. So I didn't have to wait until I got to Magic Kingdom to buy it. So I kind of wanted to share that tip. So maybe if you're just looking for some generic Disney World merchandise, you can look at your resort hotel. Um, And you may not have to lug it around all day because we all know dads love carrying packages. Am I right? Yeah, because Glenn loves to carry our packages. I hear about that all the time. Oh, I hear about it so much. But once you are out of everything Pop, um, headed towards the food court, you can see the food court from everything pop. But once you're actually in the food court, um, you'll walk through almost like an aisle, I guess is what I would call it. And it branches off into different seating sections. And I will say this 100% of the time. Pop Century has one of the biggest quick service food courts. I have ever seen on Disney property. And I don't mean like the variety of food, even though that is awesome as well. I mean, the seating, there's so much seating, there has never been a time that we have walked on to Disney pop century property, and gone to the food court and not been able to find somewhere to sit, whether it be a booth or a freestanding table, we have always found somewhere to sit. And there is so much room. Like, why can't all quick service places like this on at Disney Resorts be this be this way? Like it, it blows my mind of how much space there is. But once you're through the little aisle and you come into the actual food court, there are checkout kiosks on the right hand side so if you're only there to get your resort refillable mugs you can pick those up from the cash registers Um, and now they actually have an upgraded mug that you can buy that has the uh, skyliner on it and it is a hot or cold mug um, and it is ten dollars on top of your free resort refillable mug so if you get just a regular refillable mug you get it for free but if you get like the upgrade it's just a ten dollar charge and those mugs are amazing they keep your coffee hot for 10 hours they keep your stuff cold for 10 hours Um, but i will say it is a hassle to carry them around the park even if you have a backpack so i would really recommend only using them to get food from the food court or to like get something to drink on the way back to your room at the end of the night. But on the left hand side of the food court, and kind of in front of you, there are all of the different food kiosks. Um, There is a bakery case, there is like a fresh food section, an Italian food section. um, And they they kind of switch out the menu pretty regularly. So if you're there for a whole week, you'll see that, you know, there's a different thing to eat every night. Um, But if you're there for longer than that, you'll notice the menu kind of stays the same, but it does rotate. Um, And then they also have a grab and go section where you can get wraps, salads, uh, fresh bakery items in the morning. You can get sandwiches, chips, um, bottled drinks, as well as like donuts and things like that. So it definitely is place that's going to have a wide variety. If you have picky eaters, it's definitely a good place to go because there's always chicken tenders and french fries or a burger and fries on the menu. Um, but you're also going to be able to get like lasagna or pot roast or things like that. So it's a great option for anybody. So back to the actual resort. Um, when you come out of everything pop and go through the double doors towards the main pool area, uh, the pool is The main pool area is called Hippie Dippy Pool and it is shaped like a flower, so you'll always know where it is. Um, And then there's also a bowling pin in the 50s section, and there is a computer screen. Or is it a keyboard? I can't remember. I think it's a keyboard. Um, in the 90s section. So you'll see like it's it's a keyboard. So you'll see at the end of the pool there is a huge computer screen and then the pool is actually the keyboard. So it doesn't interact or anything, but that would be so cool if it did. Hey Disney, you can do me a favor. Can you like add interactive features to your nineties pool? Uh that would be great. Thanks. So um yeah, those are the three pool areas. <laughs> like anybody at Disney is ever going to listen to this podcast. I mean if you do, hello, hi. How are you? It's so great that you're here. Thank you so much. Please rate my podcast. <laughs> um but yeah, so I mean the pools at Pop Century are great. Um I will say if you have a room near the pool it can get a little bit loud Um, especially during the day or in the early evening, because most people, if they're spending a day at the hotel, they will bring their kids to the pool. Um, I have found that the 90s pool is probably the quietest. Um, It does, all pools have a lifeguard on duty, but that one for some reason, I don't know if it's because it's like kind of way off from the main building um, or because they don't have really as many activities as the other pools, Um, but the 90s pool is definitely a chill spot, so if you're looking for some quiet time, definitely check that pool out. Um, Speaking of the rooms, (sighs) guest rooms are a little bit small here. They're 260 square feet, um, which in comparison, if you take a Port Orleans room, those are about 310 to 320 square feet. So it's a little bit of a difference. Um, If you're just an adult couple or an adult couple with small children, Um, then you will enjoy the Pop Century rooms because they're just the perfect amount of space for you. But if you have a larger family going or you just need a little bit, if your kids are a little bit older, you need to be a little bit more spread out, I would definitely look at a moderate or a deluxe resort hotel room or even a family suite at the Art of Animation or at All Star Movies. Um, Those are great rooms. They have a separate master bedroom from um, just like the main Room, Um, And you get a kitchenette in those rooms, which is great. Um, So in the Pop Century rooms, you get either a queen bed with a pull down double bed. And the pull down is a very important part because with the new renovations that have been done at Pop Century, Uh, there are no longer two standard queen-size beds in each room. There is a queen-size bed, and then there is a Murphy bed. So on the Murphy bed side, there is a table that you can eat at um, with two different chairs. um, Two different chairs. It's two chairs, but they're two different chairs. Uh, And you pull the chairs out, and you fold the bed down, and the table becomes a bed. So it's a a double bed. So It is a little bit smaller, so the kids can share that bed while mom and dad get the queen. But again, if you're just an adult couple and you have a queen with that room, then you're going to be perfectly fine. Um, But each room will either have a queen bed and the Murphy bed, or it will just have a king size bed. Um, Each room will have a vanity area with a sink. Um, And now with the renovations, it is no longer a pull curtain. You will actually have a sliding frosted glass door that goes over your sink area, which is great because if you're trying to get ready and your significant other or your kids are still sleeping, you can pull that door shut and get, you know, not as much light going into the room. Um, And then you will have a, in that vanity area is like a closet area where you could hang up some things. uh, And there's also an iron and a safe. And then you will have a separate room with your toilet and shower tub combo. Uh, If you are an accessible room, you will have a walk-in shower, almost like a wet room where the tub, not the tub, the uh, toilet, is kind of not really separated from the shower there's just like a curtain but in those accessible rooms there will be a handheld shower head and a small stool so that if you have mobility issues and you need to sit down to shower you can still use that removable shower head to bathe yourself which is awesome so In each room, you will also have a small dresser with a fairly large TV. I think they're either 55 or 65 inches. Uh, They are flat screens and mounted to the wall. Um, You will have a mini fridge in that dresser and you get free Wi-Fi. Uh, But the Wi-Fi at Disney is spotty at best. And that is only because there are so many people trying to use it all at the same time. So just a little heads up about that. And the final thing that I want to touch on is the transportation. And that is because Disney's Pop Century Resort has access to the Skyliner. And from personal experience, getting from Pop Century to Hollywood Studios takes about eight minutes, give or take. And that is from loading onto the Skyliner to getting off the Skyliner. That is faster than the bus. That is faster than you taking a lift. It. It's, it's, it's super fast. Um, getting to Epcot, on the other hand, you do have to go through a station. So Epcot is about 15 minutes. But compare that to a bus travel time of 35 to 40 minutes, you are significantly cutting your travel time short. So it is amazing. One new piece of developing information well, I want to say developing because it's already developed. So one new piece of information about the, the bus system at Pop Century. Buses going to Epcot and Hollywood Studios are now only running an hour at a time because they want people to use the Skyliner because it is a faster mode of transportation. And one of the biggest complaints that Glenn and I had when we were there before was how long it took to get to Epcot and Hollywood Studios, well, not Hollywood Studios, but how long it took to get to each park because you are kind of further out on the outskirts of Disney property. You are kind of further away from the parks, um, except for Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios is pretty, pretty close to Pop Century. But I do want to recommend Lyft for one thing, and that is getting to Hollywood Studios' before park open for that Rise of Resistance boarding group. If you plan on trying to get a boarding group, I would not take Disney Transportation. Disney's Transportation only opens uh, an hour before the park does. So if you were trying to get to Hollywood Studios, you know, to get into the park before 8 a.m. to get that Rise of Resistance boarding pass, I would definitely take a Lyft or a minivan. Uh, Lyft is going to run you about 7 or $8 to get to... Hollywood Studios, whereas a minivan is $50 but can fit up to six people, so it kind of depends on where you're wanting to spend your money, but if I were you going to try to get the Rise of Resistance Pass, I would for sure just do a regular lift because it's going to save you so much time because they drop you off right at the front entrance of Hollywood Studios. So you're not even being dropped off like at the Ticket and Transportation Center and having to take a bus. You're being dropped off right at the front gate, like closer than the bus can get you. So it's a really great, you know, ride share system. Like I've, it, it, we've used it and it's just amazing. So... But yeah, I feel like that kind of wraps up Pop Century. If you guys have any questions, feel free to shoot us a DM on Instagram or uh, message us on SoundCloud and we will be happy to get back with you. So yeah, and if you have any suggestions for upcoming episodes, want to see anything, please, please, please let us know because right now we're trying to figure out everything that we want to talk about. And if it's something that you guys want to hear, then we want to talk about that first. So yeah. Again, make sure that you're subscribed if you're listening to us on iTunes and that you're following us if you're listening to us on SoundCloud. That way you don't miss when we upload. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for listening to the Southern Magic Podcast, the podcast that is made in the South and is so, so, so full of magic. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and we will catch you on Thursday. Bye!